Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on! Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Superman number 188, cover date July 1966, cover price 12 cents. Cover artist Kurt Swan and George Klein, edited by Mort Weisinger, featuring The School for Superman Assassins, written by Otto Binder, art by Kurt Swan and George Klein. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go! Welcome to the world of love and laughter, baby. Welcome to the sunshine of a brand new day. Members of the Galaxy Crimeteers train themselves as assassins by practicing on a Superman android. When Zuniel succeeds in killing the android, he is given the opportunity to kill the real Superman. The assassin arrives on Earth and apparently kills Superman using kryptonite radio waves. Zuniel brings the Man of Steel's lifeless body back to Zarya, where the other criminals celebrate his victory. Worried? Don't be. I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain... Everything. Superman Sunday. It's the best day of the year. Uh, and we celebrate Superman and all that he can do when he flies up in the air. It's not Superman Sunday. Yeah. It's Super Bowl Sunday, Bob. Super what now? Super Bowl. Do you mean to say that they sent, in addition to their finest son, yes. the planet Krypton sent cutlery? Uh, and they sent a vessel, wear? a bowl. A bowl, yes, uh-huh. a bowl. With Superman in it. Yes. Right, the rocket was kind of shaped like a bowl. Like a bowl, Oh, yes. so they celebrate the rocket today that brought Superman to Earth. That is true. Okay. And it's transformed itself into a special day where we all eat lots of food and celebrate Superman's arrival. That sounds like every day for me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know what the Super Bowl is, and I am plan to complete my perfect record of never watching it. Well, yes, me too. We uh, we watched it a couple times when we were down in Jacksonville because our friends would get together and do themed food parties. Allison right, I have something to tell you. What? I didn't watch it. I just ate the food. Yeah, me too. 
the only time I ever saw any part of the Super Bowl was the Janet Jackson business. And we look what that. it did for her career. Yes. It wasn't her fault. And she was unjustly uh, punished in her career for it because she's a black woman. But we're not here to talk about that today. We're here to talk about murdering Superman. Okay. And the pedagogical approach to the school of assassins. I have some problems with their teaching style. You do? Yep. Okay. Uh, on the cover, we see Superman mm-hmm. being pummeled American gladiator style by different sorts of right. one weapons and things. Two men are wielding a giant Q-tip. Uh-huh. To deliver a punch to his solar plexus. Right. Another one is shooting a ray at him, and another one is has a good old mace. Yes. And Superman responds, idiots, you get zero on the exam. (laughs) This is like almost a live stream of me teaching. (laughs) Idiots, you get zero on this exam. If you can't even kill me, an android duplicate of Superman, you'll flunk this course. Now find a way to destroy me or be expelled. Uh, I also have some problems with use of the word android. Yeah, isn't an android a part, part yes. human, part machine? Yes. Okay, so that's a lie. That's well, not- we don't know because we don't actually see how this android, quote-unquote, is constructed. <laughs> I love he your- might be part human. I love your air quotes. Thank you. Android. Features, uh, featuring a sensational novel, this issue, Superman number 188. The School for Superman Assassins. Why? What are you you're grimacing? Novel? As in new? Well, I think novel as in it's the whole issue rather than having two stories okay. within. Um, they would often say when a single story took the whole issue, they would often say a fantastic novel-length adventure. I see. Now, there are short novels, which would be only 28 pages long. Bob. Normally, we'd call that a short story, but... When you were in school mm-hmm. as a child, yes, ha- did you ever um, turn in a book report on a comic book? Let me think. No. Yeah, because you were a reader. I was a reader. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I did. they did have big coffee table size books of comics at the Grandview Heights Public Library. Mm-hmm. which I would check out over and over and over and over again. Right. They had some, now, listener will know some of these books, Superman from the 30s to the 70s, mm-hmm. Batman from the 30s to the 70s, Shazam from the 40s to the 70s, uh, Secret Origins of DC Heroes. What else did they have? Uh, I can't remember the names of them, but it was similar, Origins of Marvel Heroes and, oh, that's it, Origins of Marvel Comics, and you would, Sons of Origins, Bring on the Bad Guys. And you would check these out and read them? Yeah. Over so and over and over Imagine again. me telling you my delight of going to the library and checking out the coffee table book of Better Homes and Gardens, Southern Gardens. Uh-huh. And Victorian Gardens. <laughs> and Architectural Digest, Homes from the 50s. No, well, let's say Vic- Victorian Restoration. Right. That, does that sound exciting to you? Uh, the Homes from the 50s <clears throat> piqued my interest. Oh, I'm just making up titles, but does that sound interesting to you? Ish. It wouldn't have when I was eight years old. Like Better Homes and Gardens, Gardening and Landscaping? Yeah, no, not when I was eight. Right. That's what this sounds like to me when you're talking about these comic book books. <laughs> <if you're laughs> yeah. Okay. About that exciting. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, I understand it, but wow. 
Well, <clears throat> I mean, here we are on an award-winning comics podcast, so you can Awa- thank your lucky star. Yes, award-winning. Yes, I beg your pardon. I've won an award. What kind of an award? The Bob Robinson Podcasting Podcasters Award. Okay, okay. I founded the award, <laughs> and I won it okay. this year. How many and voting members year, are there? One. <laughs> Why would you like to be on our board? Uh, no, no, I, I have, I have a pretty active life as it is. I have a pretty full calendar. Anyway, part one: take off your hats, folks. This is a solemn occasion. No, it isn't a dream, a hoax, an imaginary tale, a robot, a double, or a parallel world. Superman has really had it this time. He's been done in by the star pupil of the school for Superman assassins. Speaking of hoaxes, imaginary tales. Robot doubles at parallel worlds. Yes. This is not a television commentary podcast, but what about that WandaVision, huh? Wow, I am blown away. Listener, I had to pause the television to explain to Dr. Husband what was going on, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, you better just go watch WandaVision, available on Disney+. Plus. It is outstanding. And if he says that, you know it is. Yes. Of course, we're a DC group around here. We don't really care for Marvel, although we know all about it. All tests check out positive. The great Superman is dead. We read. Pulse? Zero. Yeah, there's a sophisticated machine. This is all scientific information, of course. Yes. Pulse? Zero. Zero. Skin temp? Ice cold. cold. (laughs) Brainwaves? None. None. Blood? Green. Kryptonite poison? Positive. (laughs) Prognosis? Negative. Negative. An alien spaceship in an Earth town, a hatch opens, and out steps a bald-headed alien. Greetings, Earthlings. (sighs) I come in peace, speaking to you by telepathy. I was sent by the Cosmos Hall of Fame Committee to present a prize to your great champion, Superman. I'm officially changing the name of my podcasting award. To the Cosmos Hall of Fame prize. Oh, okay, good. That, Which I, I just, I'm announcing now that I just won. Okay. <laughs> I'm privileged to accept this award on behalf of the Cosmos Hall of Fame committee. Uh, I have my Thank acceptance. you, everyone. I have my acceptance speech prepared. Yes. I accept this award totally. When summoned, the Man of Steel, that's Superman, for you, Rob. Yes. Uses caution because this alien presents him with a box. It's a box! A metal box, which Superman, of course, wants to check out with his x-ray vision. Yes. Um, So we know it's not a box made of lead because Superman can see inside it. And uh, finds that the x-ray vision has activated the lump of metal inside the box, Mm -hmm. which starts to glow. As if it's touching off a chain reaction. Now, I'm no scientist. Yes. But I do know, I have a Star Trek fan's knowledge of matter and antimatter. Right. I think that if Superman uh-huh. were to start a reaction, right, it would be instantaneous. Well, yes. Also, I see another problem. The box is matter. Yes. You can't put antimatter inside of a matter box because the the explosion that the alien has planned would have already happened and destroyed the entire multiverse. Right. Already. So his plan's dead on arrival. Yeah. If you ask me. 
so the alien says, yes, you're correct. Uh, the box is full of antimatter. That's why I'm wearing special gloves. <laughs> and now I'm going to make my escape while you are destroyed. Goodbye forever, Superman. Luckily, Superman's heat vision can vaporize antimatter. Really? His, his heat vision is also uh, matter. Matter. But, but. Um, so he's going to vaporize the antimatter into gas, which he's then going to inhale into his lungs and then blow into space where we read there is no matter in space, <laughs> which is also not true. False. But maybe they didn't know. Okay. In the 60s. May I just pause for a moment and say that I've been up in the office all day yep. working. Yeah. Te- on my teacherly things. Mm-hmm. And um, the dogs have been silent as two corpses. Yes. You wouldn't even know they were around. But since we started the podcast. Hit record and they're all ears. Clickety click on the floors and barking in the background. I don't know why we even have dogs. <laughs> They don't bark when you want them to. They're so cute. Oh, uh, when strangers creep around the house, they're nowhere to be found. Right. And now this. But do keep your eye out because I'm expecting a big shipment of wine. Today? It's really coming today? Yes. Good. You have to sign for it. I'm very excited about my new vacuum cleaner parts coming. I bet you are. Got some new filters mm-hmm. coming. <laughs> well, I'll be drinking the wine while you... <laughs> Vacuum the house. So it's just a regular weekend Yeah, same us. as every day. What is this? The alien plotter dares to return and smacks Superman across the face. Right? The unmitigated gall. First of all, you're going to break your hand, alien. Yeah. Uh, smacks Superman and exclaims, did you have to be so smart, you dummy? You got me a zero grade. Ow, my hand. <laughs> I love that so much. I think it's like this. Do you have to be so smart, you dummy? You got me a zero grade. Ow, my hand. Oh, I think it's quicker than that. What? Like, you got me a zero grade. Ow, my hand. <laughs> I like your interpretation better. Uh, even more startling, the teacher approaches and says, it was your fault you failed, oral. No comment. Don't take it out on that android. What? It's not Superman. It's an android. Indeed. Um, ha! <laughs> <laughs> ha ha. What is... I have a much better plan than that. <laughs> I like his voice. This is a young this man. This is Kill Kid, right? Kill Kid. Kill Kid. I have a much, I have a much better plan than that. So uh, we find out now that this scene did not take place on Earth at all, no. but on a faraway world at the headquarters of the Galaxy Crimeteers. Crimeteers. A stupid name for that group. Where This is where the pedagogical approach gives me pause. When the teacher says, fool, you should have known our Superman android like the real Superman would use his heat vision to foil your assassination attempt. Go, for you have flunked out of the school for Superman assassins. I think this is an extracurricular class, actually. I don't think it's an entire school dedicated to the death of Superman. Let's think about this for a second. What? An entire school. Yeah. Dedicated to the death of Superman. Yes. Yes. How likely is that? Well, it's very likely because these galaxy crimeteers have plundered many planets, but none in the system of the sun's soul. 
That's our son, Rob. Why? Because its guardian Superman has superpowers. For years, they have tried to train successful Superman assassins, but always failed. Hmm. So maybe it didn't begin as a school dedicated to assassinating Superman. Maybe it was just a general assassin's school. Right. But since there was one person in the galaxy that they were unable to assassinate, they have refocused their efforts retrenched, I if like, you will. I like to think that this was a special school designed for assassins that had a patron for whom it was named. And then the patron died, and, and the family was not in touch with the school. And so they just went back to the general name, changed the name, removed the name. Let's say it was like the Kilgallen School for Assassins, right? Mm-hmm. But then, and then Ms. Kilgallen died. and then, Named after famed crime reporter and columnist Dorothy, Dorothy, Dorothy Kilgallen. Kilgallen. Yes. And, and then she died, and then so, that you, of course freeing up the naming rights because no one cared about it. And so they just went back and, and, and in the meantime, so they're really in a transition period right now. They're so in, all of higher education donors. Yeah. They're in between donors. So they've just gone back and called it the School for Superman Assassins. What do you oh, think? That's, I mean, you understand how these things work because you're in higher education administration. Yes. Um, I'm just a, you know, lecturer at best. So I just go along with whatever's told to me. I think if I worked for the school for Superman Assassins, I'd probably want to be in development or something like that. Yes, yes. Or admissions. I think I'd no, be good I, at I that. Well, you'd be good at admissions. Yeah. yeah but I'd, I'd be one Advising. To seek out donors. Yeah. Yeah. No, I prefer to work with the students hands-on, so I'd be probably in admissions <laughs> or advising center, something like that. We're center- keeping at these assassination attempts. <laughs> Center for Teaching and Killing. Obviously, the one who's in charge of this. What's his name? Starts with a Z. Uh, Not Zuniel. Zuniel, yeah. Zuniel's the one. No, the teacher. What's his name? Oh, the teacher. I don't know. Um, Anyway, well, he... Professor uh, Death. He's a tenured professor. Uh, Obviously, because he doesn't give zero Fs. And flunks them out of the school. Yes, and calls them idiots. That's awful. Anyway, you know the rules, everybody. You can use any of our super science weapons and machines to devise some super trap for the next android Superman. Who will try? I know, when I read that, I was like, who wants to fail next? Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Kango. I have never failed in, cri- in uh, the crime peers. In the f- in the past, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm trying to figure out. You how idiot, to- you fail. <laughs> my, I can't get the right. Lens on my trifocals. Okay. I, Kango, I have never failed the crime keys in the past, and now I will not fail. Uh, the oh. one they call the Kill Kid, eh? I like that everyone has a uh, code nickname, name, a code oh, name yeah, in school. Sure. This is like when I was in Spanish class in high school. <laughs> what did they call you? They called me Pedro because there was an older kid named Robert, and so he got Roberto. Oh. So I got Pedro. And then other kids just gave up and they just called themselves Tostada and Quantomas and things like that. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, my nickname in um, class was Guillermo. Uh-huh. Because your middle name is William. William. And, yes. and we had another Robert in the class. See, see. Well, my middle name did not translate well. Blanco. <laughs> Blanco. <laughs> Dang, I should have gone with that once we had a Tostada. Like a, how? Like a Tostada. Tostada? See. Si. That was uh, in the days before Taco Bell, we had Zantigos. Oh, yeah? And a popular menu item was the tostada. Oh. Which, in my memory, was just a burnt tortilla with refried beans spread on it and some lettuce sprinkled on top. But the kids loved it. (laughs) (laughs) That and pizza likes. We would spend all Friday night, we'd drive up and down First Avenue in Pam Bandy's 
uh, Chevy Impala. Now, I know the stop as Antigos. I know the timings, the, the time, the decade's not right. Uh-huh. But in, when you're telling that, I'm looking at like a 57 Chevy, everybody, and you've got like a varsity jacket on and a big yep. swoop in your hair, right? Um, my and hair was... girls in poodle skirts and stuff. Well, my hair was untamable and girls wore pants, but... Yeah, well, otherwise, it's pretty accurate. lots of bracelets and acid wash jeans. Uh, not yet. That was uh, pre-Madonna. 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 <laughs> BM, before Madonna. Let's go on. Uh, so Kill Kid has his idea. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just going to stop at the pre-Madonna thing. Go ahead. He's going to booby trap uh, a space capsule and send it into orbit. Oh. And then the space capsule is beaming a uh, fake SOS to Earth. I do not understand this. This is their space lab. Simulated it's a space flight, lab. But it's like, it's, it's a backdrop? Right. So it's is like the capsule a- like suspended from, from, <laughs> uh, from, from cables and Superman's going to fly into the laboratory? And I don't get it. I mean, it looks like it's just like all a matte painting. Yes. That can beam a signal to the fake planet. Uh, I don't get it. Well, here comes Android Superman to save the space capsule, which has planted inside of it uh, a time ray, time ray, sending him a million years into the past. Then he goes so, into the past. Hold on. Okay. So they have a time ray mm-hmm. that they can send someone a million years into the past, mm-hmm. but they have to set up <laughs> like a ply, plywood backdrop it's a painted backdrop right yes okay right and then why don't they they turn on their lexavision they don't even have a lexavision they have laser radar is all they have no 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 no. they're they're watching him then they get to watch him back in time well it's just it's not a lexavision branded oh you don't see a lexavision lv or anything like that no it's just a monitor screen okay uh, a monitor screen shows the and- android transported back to this world's prehistoric era, which mm, had... We didn't have two-headed dinosaurs. No, not... No, it's the, it's the alien world. Oh, this world. Past, oh, sorry, yes, yes, you're right. Thank you. We also didn't have dinosaurs a million years ago. We actually had proto-humans. Yeah. But I, I think we've given up on scientific accuracy. We are in the age on page of... page five. What does what my friend call it? The age of the anti-truth. Yes. Yeah. God, I hope that's not really a thing. He sounds like a fun friend. <laughs> I hope I get to meet him someday. Uh, so Kill Kid has demonstrated how he's also going to trap the real Superman into the past. Mm-hmm. However, as everyone knows, who's done even skimming their class notes, Superman can travel through time on his own power, so he just pops right back into the present. Maybe Kill Kid was homesick that day. Maybe Kill Kid was homeschooled, is what I'm thinking. (laughs) (sighs) Why didn't I study Superman's superpowers more thoroughly, Kill Kid bemoans? Right? Because you're an idiot. Such bungling is inexcusable. Go! Now, is any other student ready to try his hand at a simulated assassination? The third pupil of the Super Death College steps forth. Right. Mm -hmm. Zunial. Zunial. Is that what you said before? I, I might have said Zunial, but Zunial's fine with me. I don't care. All you killed were your chances, Kill Kit. <laughs> Good one. 
The one thing that can kill Superman is green kryptonite, Zundiel says. Using it, I conceived a scheme that cannot fail. I like how they have all the variations of kryptonite right there on the shelf right. in the classroom. Well, it is a college that is dedicated solely to the destruction of Superman. Yes. Mm-hmm. Shall we review the types of kryptonite? Oh, uh, sure. White kryptonite can kill all plant life. Blue kryptonite only affects bizarros. Gold kryptonite can rob a Kryptonian of their superpowers forever. Green kryptonite, of course, deadly radiation that kills them. Red kryptonite, unpredicted results. Oh. It gives unexplained results for 24 hours. Okay. So, like, turns Superman super fat or gives him the head of a lion or, you know. Whatever like the that. writers can dream right, of. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. But only for 24 hours, so it's fine. Okay. Um, but, the teacher says, green kryptonite rays can only harm Superman at a close range. How are you going to get close enough? Mm-hmm. Well, he's got a scheme. He's going to turn the kryptonite into energy and beam it at Superman via radio wave. Now, that is clever. Yes. And I don't know if it could scientifically be done, but I have decided to suspend my disbelief and go with it. Good call. Uh, The android also is programmed to react to kryptonite radiation, and so he falls to the ground Gasp. I Gasping. love the gasp. Did you like the gasp? I love that. You know and it that's... wasn't in quotes either. I, I thought it would be in quotes or brackets. Or like an asterisk. Mm-hmm. I, I feel gasp. Pain. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so the star student of the School for Superman Assassins has hit upon the one sure way of accomplishing his deadly aim. Mm-hmm. He says, what is his voice like? When my death broadcast is aimed at Superman on Earth, he'll give his last gasp. Just like this android, the man of steel's life about to be cut short. And then, of course, the Superman android goes, Uh, look at the kryptonite cup that they win. Oh, it's, it's a cup made of kryptonite, and it's got the Superman symbol ripped, oh, in, ripped half. in half. I didn't even notice that. Very oh, clever. I want that. What is he? Is that like the graduation cap he's wearing? It's like a mortarboard, but with a spike <laughs> sticking straight up out of the top of it. Well, I just don't. I am offended by how they're thumbing their noses at the traditions of academia. <laughs> Don't you? What happens if you throw your cap in the air when you graduate? It's going to plummet <laughs> down, down and stick in someone's spikes, head. With their the eyes. <laughs> Maybe that's the punishment if you were stupid and you fail. You get murdered by plummeting <laughs> by mortarboards. By, by the one person who graduates, they're mortarboard. Um, oh. I'm disappointed that he doesn't have some motto in glitter written on his cap, though. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Class of 84. Seize the world. (laughs) (laughs) On Earth, days later, Zunial's spaceship lands outside Metropolis, which, as everyone knows, is mountainous and forested. What do you think of that spaceship? looks like a bullet shell. It looks like something I can't mention on It it just doesn't look like it would fly, does it? No, it Mm -hmm. looks like a mason jar. Or what are the no, dogs? What do you call those? One bell, of the dogs, Kong toys. A bell jar. A bell jar. Yeah. Um, yeah. Luckily, their studies at the school for Superman assassins included Earth languages and the city he lives in. Mm-hmm. So I know he lives somewhere in Metropolis. And how how do I know they don't have a Lex phone? Because they don't know he's Clark Kent. If they oh. had a Lex phone, they could see everything, right? Right. So he flies over the city, waiting for Superman to appear. 
with his kryptonite death ray. Mm-hmm. Um, finally, My telescopic sights will pick up Superman, even if he's miles away. How incredibly easy. I have used more effort swatting a fly. He sounds evil. He does. Um, he finally spots Superman coming out of a doorway to the street. Uh, although he's protected by an awning... He can still be affected by the kryptonite ray. Of course. So he shoots the kryptonite ray. Superman immediately feels weak and collapses to the ground. Uh, Zuniel flies off to the scene of the crime to taunt Superman. Right, leaving the death beam projector shrouded in an aura of invisibility. Yes. Important to note, to remember Mm -hmm. that. Uh... Superman, can you... Oh, no, you do it. What? What? Oh, wait. Uh, no, wait. I want to hear you try that again. Superman, can you hear me? I'm using your Earth language. Okay, wait. Speak what happened if you to can. Him? What happened to him between the time that he landed on Earth and now? Why is he talking like that? Because he's taunting. Hmm, not a sound. The great Superman is dead. Ha ha! He sounds like he's in a silk robe and a smoking jacket. Like Vincent Price. Or like every villain, that's what they do when they're downtime. <laughs> what? Silk robes and smoking jackets. They'll have a bit, big cat that's petting. <laughs> okay, go on. Me <clears throat> dead? Yeah, Superman raises up from the ground. Me dead? If you pop your cork, I never felt better in my life. What? But, but you're glowing green, poisoned by kryptonite radio waves. How can you be alive? Well, guess what? It's not Superman. Mm-mm. It's an actor. An actor? Who had just stepped out of the stage door of the Metro Theater because he's starring in the road show Life of Superman. I, I guess it's a, telethon. a I guess it's a one-man show. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Could you imagine a one-man show starring of Superman? Luckily. <laughs> what would he say? I don't know. <laughs> I wish I could remember the name. There was, in the 70s, there was... In the comics, uh, an actor who was portraying Superman in movies, okay. Greg something. It doesn't matter. Mm. It's probably not the same guy. Anyway, despite the fact that he has left the theater, there is a stagehand with a green spotlight out on the street. Indeed. Which Zuniel didn't notice when he. Well, you know in. how it is when you're about to perform some really evil task. Uh-huh. You, you could be so hyper-focused really, on one really, thing and not yeah. even see the things yeah. even around you. Yeah. Yes. I've been there, you know. I get that way when I'm making popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> I get so focused on the popcorn. Anyway, that's why Superman's glowing green is because the stagehand had a green spotlight focused on him out on the street. And uh, now, a Gaggle of reporters have also joined the scene. As one does when you're shooting a scene for a promotional uh, commercial, I guess. Right. So it was, yeah, they were shooting a promo for Mm -hmm. the play, and an actor uh, held up a piece of fake green kryptonite, and so he collapsed, as he's been trained to do as an actor. He can collapse to the ground without hurting himself. Uh, You know how to do that, don't you? I sure do, only I will hurt myself. Despite knowing how to do it, there was a time when you could do it all the time. There was a time in my youth, yes, when yes. I was a little more flexible and <laughs> lithe. Lithe. 
Who am I kidding? I was never flexible. <laughs> um, so Zuniel is astonished to learn that this is an actor, not the real Superman, and that he was just acting like he was dead. Brilliant! Mm-hmm. Um, among the gaggle of reporters is Clark Kent. A mild-mannered Clark Kent. Mild-mannered reporter at a great metropolitan newspaper who is secretly Superman. Superman. So he ducks into the alley. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, the actor tries to make a citizen's arrest. Citizen's arrest? Arrest that phony alien for ruining my publicity stunt. He must have escaped from the booby band. Okay, Superman actor would not have that kind of an accent. <laughs> well, but. maybe in real life. I mean, he can adopt a different accent sure, when he plays Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, Zuniel, says, since you're not the real Superman, you're just a normal Earth person, I can kill you with my stun gun, which I'm pulling out now, but then the <laughs> real <laughs> Superman appears yeah. and saves the life of the actor. Mm-hmm. Gives him a swift left hook. Zuniel pulls out an electron bomb, which uh, turns a nearby automobile into a powerful dynamo. Uh, what's that? A powerful dynamo? Threatening to... Something that could explode? Yes, it's like it okay. puts off electric sparks. So when I first read this, uh-huh. I mean, there's a little bubble that says, help, we'll be electrocuted, right? Yeah. I thought there were people inside the car and he just I pitched did it too. Up. Oh, you did too? I was like, oh, whoa! He pitched and it Superman just guy. pitches it into the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> Uh, well, unluckily, there's another booby trap in there, so Zuniel makes the car explode. Um, oh no, it's the car's gone. This is another device. For example, this device converts sunlight into hundreds of giant radiant spears that will rain down in the city, creating havoc. Right. Sizzling sunbeams! (laughs) That's not what Superman sounds like. Sizzling sunbeams. How can I stop them from hitting the people below? Ah, got it. Luckily, Mm -hmm. and you may not have known this, Rob, Superman's cape has infinite stretching capabilities. I did not know that. Yeah, oh yeah. So he hooks his cape onto the spires of nearby uh, skyscrapers, creating a super giant parasol which mm-hmm. protects the city from the rain of the sun uh, spears electrical sun spears yes oh, this is my favorite gag of all the next page i love it as the pursuit resumes zuniel uses a giantizing ray on a tiny insect uh a hornet can we just commend, commend zuniel on his really awesome uh tool belt full of weapons yeah these are great now i don't know what a hornet would have been doing flying at uh an altitude where a jet would also be flying because the hornet grows giant and then immediately threatens a passing well insects fly much higher than we than we think they do as a matter of fact do they fly where there's no air there's air there's air god (laughs) Do you honestly think that aeroplanes fly where there's no air? The oxygen is very thin. Can you let me speak for one moment? Very thin, yes. There's not enough air to support uh, a creature You just made flapping wings with your shoulders. (laughs) Yes. You just went like this. Hunch, 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 hunch. (laughs) If an insect depends on the resistance of air for its wings to work, how is it going to fly up high where the air is thinner? 
Well, that's I'd, why helicopters can't fly to Mount Everest and whatnot. I just happen to know yes. that spiders uh-huh. can be carried uh, with their with their spinning silk sacks yes. as parachutes. Spiders can be carried up aloft by drafts into into low Earth orbit. N- well, not but, but as high as planes can fly. So you could have spiders on planes, is what you're saying. A plane yes, could be something else to be with, terrified by. Ugh. Yes, with tiny spiders. So uh, I don't think they can actually get into the planes. Okay. Okay. Anyway, this giant hornet now is going to threaten a airliner. So Superman uh, bends its stinger mm. so that it stings itself in the forehead, and then luckily the ray wears off and it shrinks. Well, I just like this. That. Is somebody needed to fill a page yeah. with words and pictures? Yeah. So here we get the very clever invisibility aura. Yes. And the uh, cloak of silence. Yes. That that's what I want. Cloak of silence. So I can just sneak around silently <laughs> and surprise people. You can always tell when either one of us is coming across, they're coming into the room, coming across yes. the house, across the floor, because the yes. floor's going under a ponderous weight. Yes. But if I had a cloak of silence, <laughs> I could come to the office and you'd never know I was here. No. Now, Zuniel is invisible and silent. He plans to blast Superman from the sky, but Superman flies down behind a building where he can't be seen. Mm hmm. And now goes back into his Clark Kent identity, which Zuniel doesn't know anything about. Because he does not own Alexa Boat. No. Now, I like that Clark Kent is disguising himself. Well, Superman is disguising himself as Clark Kent and just going right back to work. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here at my typewriter. There's an alien out to get me, but I'm going to go back to work. I mean, you might as well. Would you kill two birds with one stone, right? Right. He does have to make a paycheck. Does he have to eat? He doesn't have to, but he can. But he likes to. He likes to. Okay. He also doesn't have to sleep. Famously, he doesn't. But he does have to dream for his psychological health. Oh, so he'll take a powder every once in a while, once every couple of weeks. Wow. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Um. Also, he doesn't have to breathe, but he d- does. He likes to. Okay. Anyway, I didn't know that. <clears throat> yes. Zuniel goes down to station WMET, where all the hits are played. (laughs) Stuns the radio operator and sets up his kryptonite radio device so that it's broadcast throughout the city. Very clever. Yeah. Immediately weakening Clark Kent, Mm -hmm. who changes to Superman and flies into the sky while he still has his strength. Trying to escape whatever it is that's causing him this problem. He knows it's something to do with kryptonite, but he can't understand why. Right. <clears throat> Zuniel, the murder man, appears, decloaks, for the sole purpose of taunting Superman. Yeah. You're getting weaker, you're slowing down, you're collapsing, you're and done. you're dead. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, let's not minimize this. Superman is actually dead. He is he really dies dead. For real. Yeah. Zuniel broadcasts his laser radar dot code to the cremateers, which everyone knows laser radar uh, is a thousand times faster than radio waves. Of course. 
now radio waves travel at the speed of light. So a thousand times faster than do, the speed wait, of light. Do they really what? travel at the speed yeah. of light? Oh. Yeah. That's why, you know, the aliens in contact had the Hitler broadcast because it was oh exactly 40 light oh, years away. I'd watch contact again soon. Would you? I really would. I do enjoy that movie, so. Once you marry it, if you love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> Soon at the school for super supermoon assassins, yes. where the laser radar's decoded pulsations are converted to sound and sight. Yes, and the entire school sees that Zuni, all the murder man, has killed Superman and will win the Kryptonite Cup for this great event. So I guess they're all gathered. You can, it looks like they're in an auditorium, uh-huh. so they must be there for some sort of st- student assembly. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Today in student assembly, we have Wendy and Michael from Kids Don't Do Drugs. Are you ready? <laughs> hey, Michael. Why don't we rap some about the about the danger of doing drugs? <laughs> <laughs> don't do drugs. Kill Superman instead. <laughs> that was just freestyle. I'm sure if I had some more time. To- plan would be better <clears throat> anyway zuniel is re- ordered to return to this planet which has a name i can't recall at the moment it starts with a z it's like zazazu or something <laughs> i don't know um so he uh, so zaria 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 zuniel tows the carcass in a glass coffin up into space again purposely taunting earth's astronauts who are <laughs> orbiting the earth he's an asshole yes <laughs> The astronauts are overwhelmed with emotion. Gasp and gulp. Gulp. <laughs> Has Earth lost the Man of Steel forever? Gulp. Well, no. I'm going to call this planet Zarya because it has two R's. Yes, that was good. Thank you. Um, so Zuniel returns to Zarya mm-hmm. with the body of Superman, which they suspend. From the ceiling, <clears throat> so that their life detection rays will be focused on him from all sides. And this is the scientific evaluation. This is like a CAT scan. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. Only it's right out in the open. <clears throat> right. I love this. Pulse, zero. zero. Skin temperature, ice cold. Brain waves, none. Blood, all green. Organs free of kryptonite poison, none. We pronounce Superman dead. As coroner, I thought that I got it all that he's not only really dead, he's really most sincerely dead. How did you pull that reference of Wizard of Oz? Well, I obviously don't know all the words, but... <laughs> oh my god, that's fantastic. Yes, yeah, so Superman is really dead, Azudiel has won the Kryptonite Cup, and he has been named new Crimeteer Chief. That's almost naming rights. But he doesn't have the money to donate to, to give the school its new name. Not so. yet, but he's just embarked on his life of crimes. Give mm-hmm. him a chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got to pay off his student loans first. <laughs> <laughs> All oh, that hurts. As uh, new crimeteer chief, he probably could write an executive order to cancel all student debt. Well, I don't think the school actually finances his education. If it's like Earth, he has, it's done by the government agency. <laughs> so he doesn't have the power to do any changes like that. So they enshrine Superman's mm. body so that all people on Zarya can share the triumph of the crimeteers. However, turns out Zarya is not entirely evil. Right. Because at the headquarters of the Peace Vigilantes... They have disgraced Zarya by killing another world's champion. True, Hedman Thors. 
What shall we do? Well, the peace vigilantes must attack the Crimatier Fortress and smash their power, but they first need to protect themselves against the weapons. So, under the temperature ray they go, which gives them temporary immunity to high heat. Well, they stand under another uh, uh, object, which pours molten steel over them. Right, which creates (laughs) steel suits. Now, could they just not... Forge armor separately from their body and then put it on. Yeah, um, how do they get it off of their bodies later on? Did they uh, did they go through another temperature ray and then just dip themselves into? I I, I, I don't is know. It, is it permanently adhered to their skin? I, I don't I don't know. <sighs> and how do they move if the metal if they're pouring molten metal on their bodies and then it hardens? Right. How did it get all those those hinges that you see right hinges there? Hinges and joints and yeah. things. Doesn't anyway, they formed themselves into a super strong metal man core. Right. No relation to the actual metal men who live on Earth and are idiots. <laughs> oh, they are, aren't they? Yeah. Yes. So later, mounted on an amazing creature of that world, which is basically like a centipede. A centipede with a long, battering ram nose. Yeah. Uh, and also, it's giant size. That, yes. So six grown men can sit on its back. Yeah. Um, on saddles. Kind of cool, actually. Well... Yes. The thing that I didn't think was 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 impressive was its battering nose. Right. Yeah. Um I mean I would think any one of these man men who are clad in uh solidified molten metal could just knock the door down. Maybe it has um amazing powers like that um what's that punching shrimp? Mantis shrimp that can punch <laughs> the Yes. That can that can punch and kill uh, stun the fish. Uh-huh. You know, that's, um, yeah, a mantis shrimp. Maybe that's maybe it's proboscis is uh, the ability to punch through solid objects with incredible strength. That makes exactly as much sense as anything else in this issue so far. Thank you. So the Metal Man Phalanx, oh, let's do their battle cry. Metal Man Phalanx, <laughs> forward! Crush their evil school for assassins! <laughs> now read the caption. Within... A pitched battle ensues. <laughs> the pitched battle uh, involves them standing peacefully around the room, shooting, killing everyone in sight. <laughs> uh, it's not pitched at all. No, it's very calm. In fact, they look shockingly quite calm. at ease. Yes, um, they then go into the android storage room. Where they are blasting the androids to smithereens. Right. Like, so they can no longer practice their that is methods. Some carnage we're looking at right there. But Thor's leaves without realizing that one android is invulnerable and has survived. The Superman android, right. as says, a matter of fact. He says, What happened? The last I remember, Zuniel tried to kryptonite broadcast death ray for a simulation to. Oh, I don't know why Come I'm trying Come again? Yeah, I can't yeah, understand the word. It doesn't matter. Um, the blast actually reactivated the Superman android because the last thing Superman android remembers is being taken out by the kryptonite broadcast mm-hmm. ray. The android spots the real Superman's dead body and goes to investigate. He says, and so he's leaning over the glass casket and he says, my computerized mind was programmed to think like Superman. I, I feel a strong kinship with him. If only I could have met him when he was alive... Choke. Choke. <laughs> Just then, the victorious peace vigilante sieves Chief Zunial in his space lab. Zunial, the killer of Earth Superman, 
for that vile deed, you will be imprisoned for life. Well, they're not robots. They're oh, well, men they're speaking encased metal. in metal. Okay, yeah, right. Okay. They they do look like the Cybermen, though, do. on Doctor Who. Mm. Uh, so, Zuniol fires off a rocket into orbit, which he describes as his secret weapon. Meanwhile, the and the Superman android hooks up the kryptonite broadcast ray and reverses the circuits. So it will draw kryptonite from something. Yes, draw kryptonite out of Superman's body. And it works. Mm-hmm. His x-ray vision shows that Superman's blood cells are turning from green back to red as the kryptonite poisoning is drained away. Uh, Superman wakes up, revived from the dead. Alive. Like Alive. he was dead. Yeah. His skin, was, as we read earlier, was ice cold. Yeah. Uh, and he had zero organs not affected by kryptonite radiation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Superman's alive. Hooray. The android, however, is not. The sonic vibrations crystallized the android's artificial flesh, stopping all his body processes. He sacrificed himself for me. Gold. Gold. Superman vengefully flies forth. Instead of casually. Or purposefully. Right. Vengefully. Vengefully. I'll get you. Taking time on the way to read a dictionary at super speed so he could learn the language of Zarya. You know he doesn't waste a second, does he? No. You know, that's what Tarzan did in his first appearance. He, Well, as you know, he was famously orphaned as an infant and raised by gorillas. Mm -hmm. But he found his parents... Uh, treehouse. Mm-hmm. His parents were doctors of some kind, but they spoke French. Oh, so there was a medical dictionary written in French, and Tarzan just—he was so supremely intelligent. He just taught himself to read and speak French just from reading that dictionary. What? Yeah, mm-hmm. language doesn't happen like that. Well, as I said, he was supremely intelligent. Mm-hmm. He was not a normal human being. He was—we mm-hmm. could say—a Superman. Also racist and colonialist, but we're not talking about that today. Uh, Bah, you peace vigilantes. Have lost my history-killing satellite has a... Oh, have lost, period. (laughs) Have lost, period. Because my history-killing satellite has achieved orbit. One dose of its rays sweeping over our world will do the job. Right. So what does this history-killing satellite do, Bob? Well, let me tell you, Rob. It uh, beams a ray across the surface of the planet which uh, causes all the metallic, the metal foil pages, which uh, are comprised, what am I trying to say? All of the books, all the books on, this on the planet, planet have metal pages, right. which are disintegrated by this ray. Right. So the, every form of printed knowledge right. on the entire planet is immediately obliterated. Yes. And as you might assume... The super scientific civilization, which has a ray that can project to someone a million years into the past, only has printed knowledge. They have no uh, computerized backup or internet or thumb drives, Mm. nothing. All they have is these printed books with metallic pages. I'm surprised you didn't comment on the teacher's posture when she goes to write on the board. She has terrible posture. She's She's got a hunchback. She looks like she has osteoporosis. Yes. Yes. Now, everyone on the planet, we should mention, is bald. Yes. 
When you are uh, bald, you can't wear a sleeveless dress like that to teach. Oh. Not with that big, thick collar. No, and well, and especially not with that posture. No, no. Miss, I'm assuming she's a miss. Mm-hmm. Um, tries to continue with uh, writing on the chalkboard. She's trying to describe what what causes friction. In, yes. Uh, what, what rather how friction causes heat on the chalkboard, but um, but she finds great Scott. How can I draw this demonstration without a picture to reference? <laughs> now, I'm granted spent a lot of my youth drawing. Yes. So maybe I'm not a good example. Right. But I dare say if I was teaching a class which I had presumably taught for several semesters, okay, I could probably recreate a drawing. Which I had drawn before without having to reference something every time you draw it. <laughs> she doesn't even try. She's just like, whoa, I, it's a squiggly line. I don't know how to do that. It doesn't make any sense. Well, we've seen that this planet is not known for its teaching skills. So maybe we shouldn't be so surprised. Luckily, Superman arrives. <laughs> To demonstrate how friction works with these two wooden rulers rubbed together at super speed. Uh, wow, look, they caught fire. Wow. Yay. Yay. Bye. <laughs> Next, Superman visits a library where one patron is being smothered by the crumbling bits of dust from the pages of the metal books. It's a shame if you can't just stand up and walk away from right. them. <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> Uh, that librarian was almost smothered to dust by dust from the crumbling books. Meanwhile, other patrons... Well, we have no classic left. All our literature is gone. And all music manuals, science books, reference works, all our printed records. Now, Rob. Yes. You and I are granted trained educators. Yes. And renaissance men. Okay. If something happened that all the accumulated human knowledge of the world yes. disappeared in an instant, yes, I dare say the average citizen could probably jot down, you know, Red Riding Hood. Yes. Or give you a thumbnail plot of Romeo and Juliet. Sure. I could teach someone the basics of music theory without... A book. Sure, of course. I I wonder at how closely these citizens of this world have paid attention to their own cultural history. <laughs> we saw earlier in the issue that the crime students hadn't studied very carefully. Right? So I just wonder if this whole civilization has just gone along, you know thinking they could look up any fact they needed in moments notice, but not committing anything to memory. Well, of course, now I'm thinking about my role as an advancement officer in this college of super, Superman destroyers. Uh-huh. And how would I be able to contact my leads for potential donors if the Rolodex had been destroyed? Because I, I wouldn't have those numbers in my head. I'd probably just sit there and stare at my typewriter and my telephone device uh-huh. and try to figure out how to go on. Okay, but you probably would have the numbers in your phone, though. In my, they don't have computers here. 
Well, they do have computers because they have a time machine and they can observe what's happening a million years in the past. That's You have to have some kind of computational function for that to happen. I think they're learning a very important lesson. I should say so. I want to report that Duke was outside in the yard for a little while. He's uh-huh. out there right now. I can see his uh-huh. tail wagon. Uh-huh. Duke's our neighbor's basset hound. He's probably the second cutest dog in the world. Third cutest dog in the world. Thanks for Behind the update, Mrs. Twitchy Curtains. Thank you. You're welcome. Now, Superman sees what Zuniel meant by the history-killing satellite. It destroyed (laughs) all the metallic paper on which these people write and print. All knowledge gathered through long centuries has been wiped out. They have no history left, because whatever whatever a race of people learns is always stored in books. It's also stored in your head. Exactly. So in a scientist lab later, quick, what's the neutralizing reagent for this powerful chemical mixture? Look it up. I, I, I can't. All of our books have crumbled away. Look out. It's going to explode. Again, you're a trained scientist. You've probably been doing this for a while. You probably have a few uh, go-to go-to neutralizing agents in your head. Mm-hmm. That you could. I'm mixing up a powerful explosive. Mm-hmm. I think I'll just have the neutralizing agent on standby, which I happen to know is blank because I'm a scientist and I study it. <laughs> nope. Nope. Passing by, Superman spots the danger and he grabs the vial full of uh, the soon-to-explode um, substance yes. and chugs it. Yep. And then uh, lets it explode in his stomach. Yep. Yeah. Well done, Superman. Is that steam coming out of his mouth or his ears? I think probably both. Yeah. Because he had a giant explosion happen inside of his stomachs. Mm. Uh, but without books or knowledge, our civilization will turn backwards, Superman. Mm-hmm. Yes, into a dark age. Probably by sundown, the way things are going. <laughs> it's good. Oh my gosh. This is horrible. This is truly horrible. Well, yes, but maybe. Here's an idea. They could use their time machine to go back 24 hours and gather up all the world's knowledge and bring it into the present. I'm sure the directions were written down. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Nobody knows. Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. This thing doesn't work. Somebody get me the instruction manual. Sorry. We're lost. Um, they capture Zuniel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zuniel demands freedom. He wants to bargain for his freedom. Turns out he has stored all of the world's knowledge on microfilm. Microfilm. Do you remember microfilm? I do. Um, one of thousands of reels of microphone, microfilm which are secretly stored away containing the entire planet's history. Now, you'd think somebody would have thought of this before. Right? But no, it took Zuniel, criminal genius to come up with the idea of storing all the world's knowledge on microfilm and locking it in a vault. Now, Zuniel is going to Jesus, use... Jesus, the story's taking so long. Oh, my God. He's going to become <sighs> ruler of Zarya by holding the world's knowledge hostage. Uh, and then once he's ruled Zarya, he's going to take over Earth. Okay. Now, Superman's been eavesdropping. He has not revealed to Zuniel that he's alive yet. So, Zuniel demands that elections be held to choose between Peacemaker Thors and himself to become the ruler of all Zarya. I like that he uses a sky projector to project himself into the clouds in a giant, yes. you know, 
as a giant, and then uses what is it? The broadcast, uh, the the ultra speaker will broadcast my voice like a clap of thunder. So he looks like this towering, horrific figure in the sky that says, "Attention, elect me, or I will destroy my warehouse of microfilm." What else can we do if we don't want our civilization to collapse for lack of books? Next day, as the voting begins, now. <laughs> now, this is the kind of votometer we need in yes. the United States. Uh, they have, uh, their voting system is they have thermometer-like mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Like you'd see on a telephone when it's counting up how much money you've mm-hmm. raised. Um, these thermometers are topped by the heads of the candidates. Indeed. So Zuniel and Thors are competing for president, and you walk up to the vote meter and you just press the lever towards the candidate of your choice, and then the thermometer level raises. And I guess when it reaches their head, that's hear, when they win. Ding, 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 yeah, ding. Ding, ding, like a bell or something. Now, I have one question. Yes. How do the people know how to operate the voting machine? Because all of their written instructions have been destroyed. Well, I mean, it is the next day. Yes. And people are dressed, and they seem to be fine, so at least they know how to eat and sleep and and perhaps... But how? All the world's knowledge has been destroyed. Who knows? Now, Superman's keeping watch on Zuniel, who still doesn't know that Superman is alive. Um, He sees that Zuniel has opened his secret storeroom of microfilm, and that's what Superman was waiting for. Now he's going to take charge of the microfilm before the election is over so that the people won't be blackmailed into voting for Zuniel. Good. And then Zuniel can finish his delayed vacation in the local pen. Right. To Zuniel's astonishment. Yes. Superman busts into the room. Yes. Uh, Zuniel is prepared for something to happen because he has set up a fuse to burn the microfilm and engulf it in flames. That is a bad idea. Right. So the microfilm starts to go up in flames. Superman, instead of just using his super breath to blow out the flames. What does he do? I don't understand what he does with the heat vision here. No, not heat, x-ray vision. Oh, with his X-ray and microscopic oh, vision, okay, okay, okay. He raced ahead of the fuse and super memorized every word on the microfilm, meaning the Zaria will get its libraries back in record time. So he goes to the recording studio, right? They and he dictates the contents of the entire catalog. Yes. Of the world knowledge yes. of Zarya. Yes. At super speed. At super speed to all these microphones, which are then played at a slower speed and written by a machine with an automatic stylus into written, written books. Right. Now, I'm going to suggest to the citizens of Zarya mm-hmm. that they actually keep these microfilm tapes that Superman has just recorded as backup. As backup. Because they can't just, you know, do something simple like go back in time 24 hours and collect all the world's knowledge. Imagine imagine how horrible it would be if we had the same thing happen on Earth. Yes. And within a couple of days, 
we had a Superman who also did the same thing. And But we had to have every single bit of written record written by one machine with a stylus uh-huh. into books. Uh-huh. It would take well, it would take hundreds of years. Not at super speed. Well, and what is he doing, by the way? <laughs> I mean, just think about this for a second. Right. He's read the microfilm, memorized yeah. it, yeah. dictated it at super speed into something which takes his dictations and translates it through a machine and writes it into the books. Right. Is there not like a computer somewhere here as a, as a middle step? Do you understand? Like, do they really need these books? That's, yes, exactly. Yeah. That's why I was so angered I know, by I, the entire premise. I'm, I'm just with you on this. I just, okay, good. Yeah. Um, well, in fairness, it was the 60s. They couldn't think of anything else. I can remember the days when my father, my father, would go to work and he took a whole office building full of magnetic reel-to-reel tapes to run payroll. Payroll, yeah. So I guess they just couldn't have imagined the power we'd hold in our pockets. I guess not. And use it for good purposes, like Mm -hmm. taking pictures of our food and texting nonsense to people <laughs> and access to all the world's knowledge yes in history i guess we should so that. Uh, the the what what is this guy's name not zuniel thor's thor's it says a grateful world honors superman yes. yes you've restored our history and culture thank you i'll always treasure this trophy you gave me which is a bust of superman reading a book yes Guess what? I've never seen that bust in this Fortress of Solitude again. He didn't treasure it. Tossed it on some plane on the way back. Thanks. Tossed it into the sun. (laughs) Suckers. Before leaving Zarya, however, the Man of Steel pauses at his former shrine in sad homage because the true savior of both Zarya and Earth is the Superman android. Yeah. If he hadn't restored me to life, Zuniel would have conquered our two planets. Mm -hmm. After Superman flies back to Earth. Now, remember the astronauts saw him being towed away dead from Earth? Yes. Daily That's Planet. That's where that came from. Superman's lifeless body seen being towed away by spacecraft. Also, Dewey wins. <laughs> of course, that's a reference to a famous headline printed uh, too early because uh, it was wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, all's well that ends well. Yeah. Still, the school for Superman assassins did succeed, but the only honor student was the Superman android. Honor student. Oh, he made the dean's list. Only only after his death. Yes, yes. <sighs> well, I didn't hate this issue. I did Lots not. Lots of it. ideas in it. I didn't hate it. <laughs> Who used to say that? Oh, never mind. Let's not say yes, who it is. No. no. Um, but, uh, yeah, I wish this planet well. It seems they've got a lot more problems than just the potential loss of their culture and history. Yeah, hello. They've conquered inner space travel. Yes. Yeah, inter interspace travel. They've conquered, they've done a lot of things. I just don't understand why the loss of printed books was so devastating to their culture. Yeah. Yeah. 
they're not taking books on spaceships when they go interstellar traveling, are no. they? No. No. <sighs> and they're far more advanced technologically than, than we are at this time. Yes. Yes. Except they don't have a lexophone. They don't. Well, they have their own version of lexophone. Yeah, it's not. It's substandard, it's honestly. <laughs> um, uh, it's substandard. I mean, some things, you know, you can buy uh, a tablet computer that's not an iPad, and you'll get along just fine. You will. Yeah, you can do your taxes and yes. check your email, mm-hmm. but you can't do interesting things like GarageBand. No, but if you uh, want to view someone's activities throughout all of time and space, you need to have a lexophone. You indeed you can't you do. settle for less. It's true. All right. You can find us on social media at Go Go Check Pod. You can find Dr. Husband on his very own podcast, Liberally Speaking. Liberally Speaking, working on my next episode right now. So excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can find us back here next week for Valentine's Day Romance Special. You promise? Yes. I'm so excited. I love it when we read the romances. Are we going to have a special guest help us? Uh, I'll see what I can do. Okay. Um, That's all for now. Anything else to add? No. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. It's hard to give up.